All right, we are recording. Silver Twin, how are you guys? Yeah, good. Yeah, thanks. How's it going? Very good, very good. It's a very crazy day in America. It's the election yeah. day. Yeah, insane. How are you feeling about it? I feel okay. I uh, I got my I got my ballot in the mail. I chose not to drop. I chose not to mail it because it fucking worked. Trump's conspiracy shit worked on me. I was like, I'm yeah. just gonna yeah. drop it off day of in case there's any. In case there's any shenanigans, I'm trying to yeah. avoid the shenanigans uh, <laughs> today. So uh, I I got up I got up around eight o'clock. It's actually right next to the high school. I live very close to the high school, so I just walked okay. over to the local high school, dropped it off, and now I'm here. I just got out of the shower. I'm ready to go. Amazing. Well done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how's how's your day going? I guess it's six o'clock already. Yeah. Yeah, just gone six. Almost bedtime. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> That's awesome. Do you guys, do you, does the whole band live with each other? Do you guys all live in the same house? No. Yeah. I mean, particularly this year has just been pretty crazy anyway. Like, we've all been kind of separate, haven't we? So. Yeah, we've just come back to Isaac's family home just because we're locking down again. Yeah. yeah. A couple of days. Oh, really? I yeah. heard about that. I think I just heard about that. That's how. What do they have? They given you guys any information on what's going to happen on this next lockdown? Like, is it two weeks? Is it a month? How? Like, I mean, they've said they've said it's going to be a month, but could be extended. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's the what's the what's the vibe over there? Are people wearing masks? Is that is yeah. there is there as much pushback as there is in America about wearing masks? Um, There's a little pushback. I mean, mm. we see quite a few people who just don't want to wear them. But I think it's more of an awkward pushback. Like, I haven't seen anyone, like, really... I haven't met or spoken to anyone who's, like, anti-mask. Yeah. You? There's just a few middle-aged people who are yeah. like, oh, Corona is a conspiracy. And- <laughs> to be fair, more than that, it's people, it's people on the tube and stuff who won't wear it properly. So it's, like, the under the oh, nose yeah. or... Or under the chin, and it's then why even bother? Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've but seen no, that kind of pushback. Yeah, yeah. I definitely have seen that a lot. Uh, just like people with wearing it under the nose, and it's just like, what are you doing? That's not the point. Like I've I've even found myself doing like uh, like I'll be walking somewhere, and then I'll sneeze, but then I'll take off the mask to sneeze. I did that once, and then my girlfriend's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> Exactly. She's like, so, that's not the point. I'm like, oh, I just did, I didn't want the spit in my mask. And then I'm yeah. I, I'm the dumb one, but yeah, I'm, I'm actively trying to fix that. Yeah, but now you can't even sneeze. I feel like I can't even sneeze without having to explain. I, I'm not sick. I'm just sneezing because yeah, yeah, that's still a normal thing well, to do. It's the awkward looks you get, isn't it? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I think I'm very I'm suddenly very aware of how much I cough. Yeah. And yes. Sneeze. Yes. And, like, and it's you know shit. People looking at you. Oh, I've I've I've, I, I've definitely given myself like self-diagnosed myself with Corona several times this year, and I. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I mean, like, but ev- everyone has a story about oh I was really ill in January. Oh it was yeah. Probably that. <laughs> Everyone's got a January every Corona. Oh, I went to uh, uh I, I went to Disneyland in February. Right when we were like hearing, oh, kind of wow. hearing about Corona, and uh, my girlfriend brought mm. uh, uh, hand sanitizer. She's like, "I'll just bring hand sanitizer just in case." And it's like, "Oh no, never mind." Yeah, yeah. that yeah. was a good shout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what did you know? 
I actually ended up getting sick on that. Um, I got like a sore throat and like my tonsils got massive. And I was like, is this oh, it? Yeah. Is this what's happening? Oh. It was just a sore throat. I know. Yeah, very uh, scary. Do you though. know enough people who had it? Because we know quite a few people who had it. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know anyone who's had it. No? No. We That's know quite crazy. a few people our age who have had it. 100%. Well, Dan, our guitarist, had it. He was really? the first person we, we knew or know who, who had it. Yeah. Oh. And he didn't tell anyone either. <laughs> he didn't tell anyone. And, like after like three weeks, we we're like, "How's it going?" It's like, "Oh yeah, I just I've, I've had Corona." Was like, oh, no. <laughs> didn't want to worry anyone. Bless him. Crazy. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. My dad said my uh, grandmother got it, but I don't. She might have just been sick. Like the regular cold and flu is like still here. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So it's hard to tell, and she didn't go to the doctor, so she just kind of waited out. So I don't know. I don't know. What, I don't know That's what that means. Crazy. Yeah, I don't know. Well then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah, I personally haven't met anyone who's who's gotten sick or anything. Uh, Santa Barbara is like a really small town. It's not too small, like that's impossible, but like. Uh, our numbers are pretty low. I think we all do a pretty good job. Our biggest problem is is like tourists from Los Angeles coming because they come like every weekend because our beaches and whatever. And Those bloody Los Angelinos. And it's happening everywhere, man. It's happening like in Asheville, North Carolina. Or is that North Carolina or South Carolina? But like that's also a big tourist town that's really small. And the people just go right. there and like, oh, it's fun uh-huh. to get away. And then you're getting away in someone yeah. else's home, you know? Right. Aww. Um, so yeah, you guys have uh, uh, you guys got on my radar because of because of Rado, and I did yeah. my first album with Jonathan, and he's amazing. How'd you guys get connected with him? Um, For our manager, yeah. I mean, our, our manager manages the Lemon Twigs. Oh, cool. Um, and we got kind of. I mean, we heard do Hollywood. How long ago must that have been? Like years ago, years. and just thought this is fucking amazing. Yeah. And, um, and then realized it was Rado because I didn't realize it first. And then it was like, I don't know, let's go and do it with this guy yeah. in America. Um, oh, so you guys came yeah. to America? Yeah, we yeah. did it in, uh, we did it in, uh, Vox, Electrovox oh. in, uh, in Hollywood. Cause That's I know, uh, yeah. Cause I know Rado had done, I think they did hang there. Yeah. Um, I mean, the album sounds amazing. So it's like, let's go and do it. Yeah. Uh, How many songs did you? Pretty insane. Yeah, you guys have released those three songs. Like, did you do more songs, or did you just go in with the three? I mean, we've 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 done an album. Oh, and um, I mean, if Corona hadn't happened, the album would have been out. But uh, I mean, we're we're still kind of waiting to to figure out when to release stuff, and you know. Don't yeah. want to throw like everything out in case we're in lockdown again for yeah. You know, and another, we're holding year. on to it. We don't know if it's the right thing to do, but we oh, thought it's... let's do it right. Yeah, mm. it's the hardest thing it... to do. Yeah, this is just sit on a record and like it's it's brutal. Like I we sat on uh, the record the first record we did with Rado we sat on that for like all of 2014. And that yeah. was so brutal, man. Because we weren't playing shows either. It was just like, lay low. Let's just pitch the record and see what uh-huh. happens. And it was so hard, man. I feel like I lost that year. 
It felt like a whole yeah. game. Was just I mean, it's been it's, it's been ages for us as well. But just like just the process in itself, like getting from writing the song to recording it to mixing it and releasing it and everything that goes with that, it's just been ages. Um, when when did you uh, record? What? We did it at the the end of 2018. Mm. So it's been a, a couple yeah. of years. Exactly. I think I got there like two years ago. On Halloween. On Halloween, yeah. Wow. Um, but yeah, I mean, to be honest, most of it's because like we can't gig at the moment. Yeah. Just like doing a gig, it's just like non-existent. And, um, you know, unless you're playing stadiums where you can do the kind of socially distanced thing, you know, yeah, it's the, impossible. The drive-in, really. the drive-in okay. movie thing. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, we don't have that. Uh, don't yeah, we don't. <laughs> people don't drive in. I mean, they are people our age. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah, I talked to another friend who runs a label out in London, and he was just like, yeah, that's a very American thing, the drive-in movie. It's very, uh-huh. yeah. yeah, so. But, yeah, some people have taken advantage of that, but it's just like three massive bands, like, doing one bill. And yeah. it's just not for people like us. It's just not doable. It's just not scalable. Not at all. But I'm super like I'm so kind of excited to get back to it. Like as soon as we can. Yeah. Of like I, I didn't realize how much I'd miss it. Yeah. In that, in that sense. Yeah, we sort of wish we would have known that it was our last gig for that long so we could have just like well, imagine enjoyed how different it. you would have you would have played that gig if you yeah, know that you weren't gonna do it for like another more. year maybe i don't know and you know given it a hundred percent i mean mm. i feel like we do really really get into all of our shows and really enjoy it but that last one i just feel like but it's just put it into it's it. just put it into like perspective though isn't it like what it actually is yeah what it can so i'm super like that's kind of my mission when we're back and gigging is like let's play every show like it's the last one ever (laughs) you know (laughs) it's true it's absolutely true it's like i my last show was new year's eve and we had a great time it was really fun sold out show before the doors awesome it was in santa barbara in our hometown and uh i yeah i i i remember giving it all that night but also like I, I thought I was going to tour a lot this year. I thought, oh, I'm going to be, this is just yeah. the beginning. This is just how it's going to start. And we're going to, you know, yeah, yeah. we're going to end strong this year and you know, release uh-huh. a record. And now, yeah. And now I'm pushing my record back till next year. And it's like, yeah, what, th- what are we going to do? Oh, we're, lo- we're loving the new, the new stuff though. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Ninth day is like such a like slow jam. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> It's like the first slow song I put out as a single because it's like you always want the single to be like, like fast and like a dance or like a good a dance song or something. But it was like the first time I'd done anything like uh, slow. And I noticed that you guys put out like a ballad as a single. Was what was the idea behind that? I mean, that was that was both like a ballsy move and a kind of panic move in, in hindsight. I mean, it was kind of lockdown was just starting to be spoken about and it was like shit do we release stuff still or should we hold on to it so that was kind of like i mean we we essentially just made the decision of let's just put out one more thing yeah at least um so at least we can have like three singles out and then 
you know, and this was, this was at the time where we were like, oh, lockdown's going to be two weeks and then it will all be over. <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, um, yeah. But yeah, we also, I don't know if Promises, because that was always going to be the third single. Mm. We kind of thought we don't really want to come back with that. Yeah, we don't want to come back with a ballad. Like yeah. the, mm. the song just wouldn't suit the sentiment of, oh my God, this is over. Like, let's go out there and celebrate. Yeah. So yeah. we tried to hold on to the songs that are a bit like that mm. and put out the sentimental no, one. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's like, and I think, uh, I think I love the video too. It's kind of like a mixture of your guys' home footage and where was, when did you yeah, shoot the video? Was- that was done in February. Mm. Christ, really? Yeah. Okay. That was we wanted to do a really homemade one that kind of felt very sentimental. Yeah, I think I think I just found like loads of old um what's the like the old kind of handy cam footage mm-hmm. from when I was a kid and like hadn't really seen anything like that before. And it turned out that the rest of the band all had that. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, all of that generation that would have been kind of filmed on those cameras growing up. So it just seemed like a kind of neat idea. And my camera was still working and I still had some like spare tapes. So we just went out and shot some stuff. And um, yeah, it was like super homemade kind of. Um, but that's what that's what makes some of the videos. That's what makes like some videos so great is that it felt very authentic and genuine and fit the song really well. Oh, that's that's cool. That's yeah. Cool that that. Yeah, I like yeah, that. I think we just felt like it would be it'd be weird if we did a video like we'd done for Ploy, the first single that was like quite stylized and mm-hmm. um, like we had a crew kind of do all of that with us. So um, I just don't like. I think we just felt that promises wouldn't come across the right way if it was like very kind of curated and um, posy. I mean, it's still a little posy, but like, but you know. Uh, for Ploy, was that like an eight-hour shoot day? Like, do you guys like that kind of thing? Where you oh kind God. of the- <laughs> um, it was a two-days shoot. Yeah, yeah. We kind of it's a funny story because we we played like a gig in that flat mm. the week before or two weeks before the yeah. shoot. Mm. There was this kind of some mate of ours their mate had the 70s party that they put on and they wanted us to play we oh, thought that sounds really cool let's do it and then we saw the flat and we were like we have to shoot it here <laughs> yeah. it was the perfect location mm. totally. so yeah we put a crew together my sister and some of her mates came over from geneva where they study and um they are all like artistic directors so mm. they all came over and we shot it in two days and yeah, it was super tiring, but really good fun. I think because it was the first time, it was just like everyone was like really open, kind of like open to ideas and just playing around with stuff. Um, and I think as well, having a crew there meant that we could just like let them focus with all the like difficult yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah. While we talk about and, you know, <laughs> pretend to play, <laughs> you know. Yeah, um, I think that's something people don't know is how much you have to wait around. And it's yeah. just yeah. like, are you, are you guys ready? Are we ready for the shoot? Okay. And then you all stand up and then it's time to shoot the video. But then like, it's just a lot of doing nothing. 
Uh-huh. For a while. And a lot of playing the song like a million times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you get tired of the song after a while? I I think by like eleven p.m. on the second day, I think yeah, all of our brains just stopped working. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of like, oh my god, I don't like I can't, <laughs> can't and, carry on. And that was the day where we shot all of the outside shots, like around in Soho in the center of town. Oh yeah, and we all so tired we like couldn't even stand and we were like come on let's just have a good time it was great it was in the like it was in the spirit of things i think but we all couldn't move yeah Um, yeah we're just like hurting slept like a baby that night (laughs) yeah Yeah. feels like a real day's work like oh yeah that's an honest an honest day's work shooting the music video uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just a different world you know it's like especially I don't, I don't know have you guys had other bands before this sorry have you been in other bands before this yeah but not yeah. like but making not for videos and yeah not yeah not really kind of to that extent this is the first time that i think any of us had done like a music video or yeah, yeah right yeah before it was just to do like a few gigs you know, sometimes in like cover bands and sometimes mm. in original bands. I mean, the bands, the bands before were just gigging. They like, didn't really do anything like all of the social media stuff that you have to try and, yeah, you know, make up now. <laughs> totally. Um, yeah. All right, so it, it was cover bands? Yeah, I mean, I, I was in a like Beatles tribute band. Oh, good. <laughs> growing up. Um, yeah. What did you play? Who were you? Were you were you John, Paul, Ringo, George? I was I was Paul <laughs> without without the voice. Yeah, <laughs> that's um, not true. He was a really convincing. And I'm still trying to be. <laughs> yeah, I'm still trying. <laughs> are, are you guys excited for McCartney three? Yeah, very interesting. I, I am very excited too. Like I I have a love hate with his like anything new. So. So I'm yeah. very excited to see him just do it by himself because I feel like you can sense the outside hands like touching mm. his melodies. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm excited to see if it's going to be good. I hope it's good. Cause it's- I hope the production is just <laughs> like really, really sketchy. I know it's not going to be. No, it's, it's going to be. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be super hi-fi, but that's part of the charm of the first two is just that he obviously still didn't really know like how, how maybe to use the tape care, machine like yeah, how he yeah. was doing it. and at least the, the press photos for this new record of him like behind his kit and there's like a hundred mics on it and it's like yeah yeah <laughs> no you know he hasn't mics that kit himself no there's definitely no, somebody uh, else there yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um well, who, but no yeah. i think it'll be i think it'll be interesting yeah, the thing I'm thinking about with the press photo thing is that those all could have been like staged, like the album could have been done. So maybe, yeah, no, yeah that's I'm, I don't know. That's my only. That I'm like trying to convince myself that this is gonna be like what I want it to be. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So I was like, that could have been staged, man. Maybe he only used three mics, you know, something crazy like. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Plugging it no, direct I've, I've got- into the tape machine. Huh? Plugging it like direct into the tape machine, like no. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's my own selfish, um, you know, wishful thinking. Hmm. Um. But there's always there's always something good. Like even on what was his last one? 
uh, Egypt. Yeah. Egypt Station. Yeah. Know, the last record. There were some like moments, like in the album. Moments. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, like the songs, I was like, okay, you know. But there are there are little bits here and there that are like, okay, he's still got. He's, he's there's still something got it. there. Yeah. No. Um, I agree. Yeah. yeah he. Uh, I personally like. I got really late into Paul McCartney solo stuff. Like, obviously, massive Beatles fan my whole life, and then, but like, I gravitated towards John Lennon solo stuff first. And then it wasn't until like my mm. mid twenties I got into like Paul's solo stuff. Uh, what's your guys' yeah. relationship with the Beatles and and their solo career? I'm. I'm obsessed with George Harrison's oh, and John Lennon. Yeah. Mm. I I don't know. It just hits me different. I I love Paul McCartney, but I feel like I don't know when I just listen to George Harrison stuff. It's so depressing. <laughs> yeah. But it's so me. I don't know. I just feel like it really. Mm. I don't know. Resonates with me way mm-hmm. more. Mm. I don't know what it is about it. I can't. Yeah, I can't explain it. Yeah. Do you like Cloud Nine? The I, one- I love Cloud Nine. Yeah. I don't think you. I mean, you're more into like the um, living in the material world. That one's and, great. Hundred uh, percent. All things must pass. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Like the nine-hour-long <laughs> album. <laughs> um, uh, but there is. I just. That, I. I only bring up Cloud Nine because that album cover is just hilarious. But the songs yeah, are actually yeah. good. No, I the love songs it. are great. I, so good. Songs love are really it. good. Yeah. yeah, I love, I mean, I love all the solo stuff. I think you just, you just have to be in a different mood, mm. you know? Yeah, but you're Paul McCartney all the way. No, like, no, but that's the thing. Like some days it's like, oh, no, let's do a bit of Lennon. Or, yeah. you know, like you said, if you kind of want to feel a bit down and out, <laughs> you know, whack, whack on all things must pass. And, yeah. You know, um, yeah. But I'm still, I still need to check out the Ringo stuff. Yes. Because that's... <laughs> That's what you were kind of saying. It's like, oh, you have to check out that record. And I've only heard like kind of smatterings like here and there, but never really like sat down and yeah, you know, checked them out. Yeah, I, have Ring- I haven't checked anything out from Ringo. No. Okay, well that's that's where you start, and I think that's kind of where it ends. Is Ringo 1973? Because the first song is "I'm the Greatest," which was written by John Lennon, and then they have "Photograph," which uh-huh. was written by George Harrison, and then there's Six O'clock," which was written by Paul McCartney. It's a fucking okay. Beatles album. Kind of, okay. yeah. So right. I would say start and okay. kind of end there. I haven't really listened to a lot of his other stuff, but that record is that's good. That's some good, some good eating. Cool. <laughs> uh, so when did when did this band start? When did uh, Silver Twin start? What year was it? You're gonna have to take that one. Uh, I, have no idea. <laughs> um, I think uh, when did we start? So I think we so. Dan Isaac and I were in this like harmony group together mm. for like a year. We mm. were just like covering like Crosby Stills and Nash tunes and stuff. Yeah. Cool. Like the usual kind of harmony type songs. And then we kind of started, I mean, you put the band together, I think in 2018 or late 2016. No, not 2018. 2016. Yeah. And then we started playing together in 2017. I'm taking your word for it because I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I have no sure. idea. I'm pretty sure because that was, um, yeah, my second, second year at uni. 
Okay. So yeah, we went to the same uni with mm. the rest of the band, except Antonio, the keys player, mm. who's like one of our drummers, really good mates. Mm. But and now our really good mate. So a few years, but in fact, we didn't have a keys player until way after the album was done. Yeah. So we switched around the band quite a bit at the beginning, especially. Mm. So the, the kind of setup as it is now only exists since 2018. 18, yeah. 2018, yeah. Cool. Like I said. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> there yeah. we go. <laughs> so, yeah. The members as they are now, 2018. Yeah. So uh, did you need keys because you put keys on the record? Did you initially always want keys but didn't get one till later? I mean, I wrote practically all of the songs on the piano. Mm. Um, and I think I knew quite early on that I wanted the band to be very, like, piano-based. Because um, I think, like, around the time of writing the first record, it was like... I was just listening to like Billy Joel and Super Tramp, mm, and, yeah. uh, you know, ELO and just all these, all these bands and artists that have like very definitive piano parts. Um, just cause it's something, it's something that you don't really like see or hear, particularly in London kind of at the moment, like people that have keys players that aren't just kind of like eighties, like very synth based things. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, no, it's like it was kind of mega important to me that it wasn't just a guitar band and that we had someone who could play piano like well. Well, you well. were playing piano at first and then it just felt wrong. We yeah. needed we needed a We needed someone who knew what they were doing. <laughs> to be yeah. Honest. Yeah. No. Um, but your bassist that's like your first instrument. Yeah. So piano yeah. felt a bit wrong for you to mm. play, right? Well, I think if you're going to if you're going to be like the front man of a group on piano you have to be like shit hot you know yeah <laughs> like, yeah there's no no one wants to watch a kind of you know mediocre piano player if yeah. they're the if they're mm. like fronting it i don't know that's just me maybe and then you could be like uh like a cold play type thing like chris martin oh, yeah. like he's like on the piano that's like his thing uh-huh yeah and bass is cool it's like thin lizzie like well, that's, yeah, exactly. that's that's fucking cool and like thundercat there's yeah. a lot, I, you love i personally love seeing a bass player who can sing like my bass player in his band yeah, he same. sings in his band and it's like yeah oh, that's tight <clears throat> is there is there like um yeah you're saying there's like a difference in the scene with like london bands heavy synth kind of 80s sound but you guys are kind of doing this throwback 70s power power music i don't know like do you feel like there's like a stigma in London about playing that kind of music? Cause it's so in your guys' roots no, or I don't, that. I, don't, I, I feel like the stigma is purely like with London, like Londoners doing it. Cause as soon as anything from the States comes over, that's doing it, it's like the biggest, yeah, coolest thing, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think it's more just a case of, it's just quietened down here in terms of people trying to do that for themselves um but i mean that's not to say that there aren't like lots of people doing it i think it's more just it's hard finding them though because i mean trying to find bands to like support us for our release gigs well and for us to support as well we found found a few people yeah we found a few people that 
you know, are really good at what they do and it's kind of similar to what we're doing. But a lot of bands just do very different things here. Mm. Like it feels it feels hard to find a home here, like a mm-hmm. scene mm-hmm. for us. Well, the scene is quite punky. Yeah. Um, mm. I'm sure you can imagine why. Yeah. <laughs> that might make life difficult for us who turn up in flares. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's always been like that, though. It's like I anything like that comes from the States, it's like super hot. You know, it's much sexier yeah. than no one wants to see English people like having a good time. I think no, that's I it. Think, no, <laughs> I think that people are like starting to enjoy that stuff. We've noticed it with our gigs. I mean, we've played in front of people that came to see bands that are fully different to us. And they came mm. up after and they were like, oh, I can hear this and this and this. Yeah. Intro. I love it. And mm. I mean, you do get the occasional person who comes up to you and says, this sounds like squeeze. And you just don't hear that. Yeah. Like... They really get it, mm. which is nice. weird. Like people here do get it. It's just hard to find them. <laughs> okay, True. good. But yeah. it also plays in our favor to some extent because it means we're not just like, I don't know. It's not like everyone at the moment is trying to sound like one thing. Yeah. I so, you, so you'd Maybe. say there's a lot of, there's a big punk scene over there right now. Yeah, it's kind of like a lot of, indie people there's quite a lot of like jazz fusion stuff going on oh here. wow yeah i feel that yeah it's like one of the main things that people at our uni were doing was like neo soul neo soul stuff and, oh, yeah. okay. and then there's the other side of that which is like yeah i mean r&b everyone's doing r&b here. yeah it's mm. like a, very I imagine it's like that everywhere as well no I know yeah Um, but yeah there is there is like a little punk scene as well that's mm. kind of the people that we play with we get on bills (laughs) it's like it's it's nice I I don't mind it but it's very different it always makes for a funny it's a funny vibe in the room when we walk on stage after the the drum kit's been smashed up (laughs) you know yeah (laughs) Yeah, I definitely came out of the world of like, um, you know, early 2010s, the whole garage and surf rock like mm. thing that happened then. And, yeah. and it's uh, not in Santa Barbara, though. There weren't a lot of bands that sounded like me. So I had to go to L.A. a lot to play. And and right. I don't know, man, it got I got, it got tired because every band started to sound the same to me. And it was like exhausting. And then that's when I was like, I got to do I got to do something else, man. So uh-huh. now I feel like I feel like I, I I don't know it's weird I feel like I stick out but then you'll find bands on Spotify like oh that band's awesome and they kind of sound like what I'm doing but they live mm. in Chicago or they live in New Orleans right. it's like everyone's spread out now and I think there's like yeah a sep- that's kind of the thing here as well mm-hmm. yeah definitely there's like a separate scene now of course you have your local scene but there's the internet scene. And that's like mm. yeah. sometimes <clears throat> better because it doesn't worry about location or anything, but it is harder to play uh, shows because <laughs> everyone's so spread. No, no, you're totally right. I think when we were doing the like the single shows at the start of this year, I mean, we, we were messaging bands from Manchester and Liverpool and, you know, all round just to, you know, if you find someone that would really work, but they're up in Sheffield mm-hmm. or, you know, yeah. somewhere that isn't London. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think that that is true. That that it seems to be like kind of scattered all over the place. Yeah, that's great. And what what's it like touring over there? I haven't toured uh, over. Is it easier because like America's so fucking massive that it takes like a month just to get around the whole thing? <laughs> like we, it, we, actually, we haven't toured yet. We, okay, we good. Okay, we haven't toured yet. I mean, all of our shows have been London for now. Yeah, there was a tour. I mean, uh, if Corona wouldn't have happened, we yeah. probably toured around this mm. time. Yeah, but yeah, hopefully we can tour soon. Mm. We're looking forward to okay, it. Okay, cool. Yeah, I just imagine it's a lot easier over there. Yeah. I yeah. was uh, I was considering I was considering a trip uh, at the end of last year for this year. I was like, oh, I should go to like London this year. Like, I gotta go see the the Beatles stuff. I gotta go to Liverpool. I gotta go see the Smith stuff in Manchester. Like, uh-huh. and then it didn't happen. But I'm still hoping, like, oh. One of these uh, days, I'm going to make it over there. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, okay, so to go back, you were in a harmony band, and then you decided to make it like a full band. What was the thought process, process I mean, behind it that? Kind of, it happened like so backwards. Because I think normally, like, <laughs> the case is like, it's just you and a bunch of mates, and one of you, like, writes one kind of shitty song, <laughs> and then, like, you know, you write 20 more shitty songs and you start to get in the flow of it. And it kind of just happened the wrong way. Like, I was just writing a bunch of stuff and then um, and then it was like, oh, well, I'm going to need a band. Like, yeah. you know, it was kind of the wrong way around. So I really approached it as a writer first and then uh, got my friends involved. And yeah, it kind of just went from there. Cool. That's awesome. And then, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all it takes, man. Just write a couple <laughs> songs, get some people together. Yeah, exactly. Do you guys have a, a lot of places to practice or do, can you play at your house? Like how, what, what's that situation like? Um, we've got one main place we practice at and it's, um, it's not great. <laughs> I think they might have that in America as well. You know, oh, really? pirate studios. I don't know. I don't. Maybe not. I don't know. It's maybe like, in some cities. Yeah. I don't know. It's like this. Um, it's kind of like a a staffless studio. So you turn up and you put in a pin. Oh and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We have um, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and all the gears broken, and it's always smelly. <laughs> um, but that's is, part of the vibe as well. Yeah. Oh, oh. So is it um hourly, or are you paying every month? Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Um, cool. We occasionally practice in here as well if um, we don't annoy Isaac's parents and neighbors yeah. <laughs> yeah. too much. That's great. Is, is that video in here, like the live video? Yeah, I was about to ask, is that where you did the live video in that video? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Isaac turned this place into a studio um, going against much, his much parents. Much to my parents' well. displeasure. Yeah. <laughs> I know, because <laughs> like then you got you gotta do like multiple takes and like film it and what was your experience uh-huh. doing the live video did you like it did do you typically record yourself a lot like were you comfortable engineering yourself and getting ready to perform i mean i'm used to just recording like demos on my own yeah in a so, day, so it was, it it was the first time i'd like mic'd up the band as a live thing yeah um i'm so used to just like doing everything like one at a time and just overdubbing everything. So, I mean, it was fun for me to try and like, try and get some separation in this tiny room. Um, 
Yeah. That's good. I, I mean, I mean, it turned out better than I was expecting. We had to do a few takes. Honest. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. But yeah, it felt a thousand it felt good. takes. <laughs> I think we did. <laughs> yeah, no, it was good fun though. We, um, I'd like to do another one if we can organize yeah. it. Yeah. Did you just yeah. do one song then? Did you just record one song? Yeah, we just did the one. I mean, we we essentially just treated it as a test, and then at the end, we just like, oh, we might as well just put it out. Like, yeah. Um, we wanted to kind of do a version that doesn't sound too much like the recorded or the live version mm. that we play. Mm. It was kind of like very acoustic, kind of. Yeah. I didn't want it to just like be a substitute for a gig performance. Yeah. Totally. That just be kind of, and that's been like crazily overdone on Instagram in the last totally. six months. Yeah. Instagram TV like yeah. live set. Um, we kind of just wanted to do a really stripped back like version of it, mm. and it was yeah. fun to do. So maybe maybe we'll do some more or something. Yeah, and it's great because it's like someone like me who I haven't seen you guys live yet. It gave a great idea of like, oh yeah, they could play. Li- it's not just like studio tricks. Like this band can play really tight together. Oh, oh that's cool. good to know. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that's I, like. like- I haven't really thought about that, Mm. how other people perceive us when they haven't seen us live yet. Mm. Um, I think people will probably go crazy about Dan, our guitarist, (laughs) when they see us live for the first time. This video doesn't really do him justice. justice. (laughs) He he usually can't sit down Mm. on a chair for like longer than 10 minutes. Mm. (laughs) Oh, nice. He did well. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, so so he's pretty he's pretty uh uh pretty wild on stage then. Yeah, yeah, uh, he yeah, does go. Say that. He does go a little wild. That's hilarious. It's good. Takes the pressure off everyone else. Oh yeah, <laughs> so, absolutely. I love it. Absolutely. When somebody else is just going nuts, you're like, "Yep, keep your eye on him." Like we'll just yeah, we'll just play yeah, well exactly. and yeah, exactly. 100%. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I love it, man. Okay, so. Uh, Doubted is another song I saw that was out released, but there's no video for that one. Was there going to be a video for that one or just because? I mean, potentially we, we hadn't, we hadn't made one or like even have one planned, but I think that was just a time thing where it's mm. like shit, to get all like all these videos made quickly. Um, so we just thought we'd just put it out without one, but it's so difficult. Like you have to have so much content now. Mm-hmm. Like how how do you find kind of the balance for that? Like, yeah, um, one of the big things I wanted to do when I started this podcast was like constantly have something to put out that didn't involve me releasing like a song every week because I can't release a song every week. And this is a yeah. medium that I found doesn't have like you know. There's a few other big music podcasts, but they're not talking about like the things that are relatable to us. Uh, it's always like really mm. big established acts or it's like, I can't, it's just not yeah. relatable. So I really wanted to make a relatable podcast that talked about songwriting and talked about the life experience and just, yeah. And I found a need for that. And I, I was like, I'll just do it then. And then I was like, well, I need a camera. So then I bought a camera, which I record myself separately okay. on. And with that camera, I've been doing a lot of different stuff with it, creating content um, like that. Oh, okay. Where oh, nice. before I would have to rely on somebody else 
And then like, hey man, like, can I borrow your camera? Or do you think you could like film my band to do this thing? And then they edit all weird and then you're not happy with right. it. And so I figured mm -hmm. if I just buy a camera, edit it myself and, and really put what I want, then I can just pump out stuff. And I'll be mm -hmm. happy. And I'll be happy with it because I'm not worried about like somebody else putting their taste on it. And then now it's changed, and it's not my uh, project yeah. anymore. That is very smart. Yeah. And but I think how, how long have you been doing the podcast now? Uh, I started it in January. Yeah. Okay. Oh, nice. Wow. So the first couple are in person, and uh, that's like the Rado one was in person, and the San yeah, France the one. one. San France one was in person, and stuff like that. And then, uh, yeah, as soon as the lockdown happened, I was like, oh, I don't know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> yeah. So that there's yeah. like a there's like a little break. Um, I think I missed like five weeks because I'm five weeks behind of where I wanted to be, where my goal was right. this year, and okay. so so. Uh, it took me a while to feel comfortable with Zoom, and I'm still learning. But yeah, exactly. It took a little while. Yeah, I mean, Zoom etiquette like is weird anyway. Like, I know. It's such a bizarre, bizarre way of doing things. I know, and I and I've like become like so socially awkward now, even in just like real life, just because yeah. like after not seeing people as much, and you're just like, how do I? say hello <laughs> like, <laughs> I know, do you want me to hug you do you not want well, me to hug yeah. you like there's a lot of like elbow the elbow thing, the elbow thing. Well, yeah it was no. my base it was my uh bass player's birthday two weeks ago and it was just like maybe like five or six people like in the backyard but like uh-huh that was even crazy for me. I was like, this is like too many people like yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 and then I'm like how am I gonna play shows <laughs> yeah Honestly. Yeah. Uh, we had a venue in town looking to reopen, like uh, uh, just do outside in their patio. And I was just like, I, I, don't, I would love to do that, but I don't I don't know if I feel comfortable getting like that many people in a small space, even if it's outside. I don't know. Mm. It gets. Yeah. yeah. It's very scary. I don't know what's going to happen. And, and this whole day is very scary. But I'm glad we're doing this today because I, I was like, I'm not going to be on my phone today because it, the news yeah. and Twitter is going to be so stupid. And I don't think we're going to know who yeah. won today anyways. Like, it's it's going to be such a shit show that I'm just like, I don't know. I'm glad. So I'm glad we're doing yeah. this today. <laughs> Gives me something yeah, to do other than looking at my phone. Yeah. <laughs> How uh, long do you think it's going to take then to find out? I don't know. I think a week. In my in my honest opinion, I think it's gonna take a week. Do you reckon? Shit. It, it might. It might. It might be a while. It also might be like I don't know. In three days, like apparently in in California, they've been um you could do early voting, and they've yeah. been and they've been counting those. They haven't released yeah. any of the numbers, but they've been counting it. So so it's, it, okay. can, it can be quicker. Uh, mm -hmm. but in, there's like three states that like have accepted all the early thing, but they're going to open them all today. Right. So, so some states are going to take forever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've got, fingers yeah, crossed. we've got our fingers crossed this side of the pond. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's brutal. It's turned his fan base very ugly and very rude. And even in Santa mm. Barbara, like there's not many of them, but they're very loud and vocal. And it's just like, what are you doing? Like you're the outsider mm. here. 
shut up. <laughs> like, <it's> not, <laughs> but what can you do? It's like, you know, and it's like, you know, I have a lot of friends who have put like the little Biden Kamala Harris flags in front of their house and then yeah. they get like stolen. Like they're just right. like, that happened to my girlfriend and her, uh, her and her family. They s- just stole it off their, you know, and they put my like, a tr- it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's rid- It's so stressful. And, uh, yeah. but we'll see. We'll yeah. see. I'm very excited. Let's hope for the best. This is my uh, fourth election. I turned 18 uh, in 2008. So that was uh, Obama and John McCain. So it's been, it's been okay, up wow. in, a lot of ups wow. and downs. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. As you know. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, enough enough about Trump because that's what everyone's talking about. <laughs> Hopefully by the time this podcast comes out, like this will seem silly because we'll know and like oh yeah true yeah oh my god <laughs> uh, we, should do a, we should do a follow-up podcast depending on what what happens oh, we, should, we should do bets <laughs> yeah we should be placing bets right now or we could we could just pre-record us like either celebrating or yeah or yeah, commiserating. Just cut it in. yes yeah yeah here's here's the cut one two three yay he won Come on. Yeah. Yes, he won. <laughs> or also one, two, three. Boo! I can't believe he he won. The other the other just, old man just won. Just, yeah, it's just all single tear. Yeah, uh, so how many songs are on this uh, album? Ten. Ten. Ooh, and we've heard three so far. So there's seven more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Where are the chances we hear another song soon? Low. Um. <laughs> I mean, we want to just get them out like as soon as we can, as soon as it makes sense to. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, um, and that's looking like it could be the start next year. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, I think we'll know. We'll know when, not when everything is over, but kind of when things start to kind of get better. When it's a little easier to try and predict certain things, like what kind of gig can happen when. Um, I mean, it's particularly the live thing, I think, that's kind of like the main thing we're waiting for. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I'm, I, I hate sitting on the music like we have been. It's like so ready to just put it out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think if I was like, I think if they'd all been kind of home recorded and a little sketchy, then I'd have been like, I just would have, we would have put them out by now. But, but they I sound so good. Yeah. Like such lengths to get it done the way we did it. Um, I think it'd just be a shame to just like throw it all out there, you know? Um, so just means being patient a little longer. Uh, were those real strings on ploy or no? Uh, yeah. On ploy. Yeah. Um, we did the strings with, um, the section quartet. I know Rado had worked with them a bunch. I think they played on the wise blood record. Um, and like, you know, practically everything else. Um, so that was cool. Yeah, I had to try and um, like teach myself how to write in Sibelius. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the month leading up to LA. Um, and then try and pretend that I knew what I was talking about on the on the session. <laughs> <laughs> this quartet looking at me and I'm just like, okay, so yeah, just play the notes that I've Oh written. no. I think. <laughs> um, like... How old is this dude? Oh yeah. No. I don't think they likes me very much. <laughs> um, 
But it was my first time, so I'm I'm gonna cut myself some slack. Anyway. Totally. <laughs> yeah, also, how old were you? Twenty. 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 Oh wow. No, twenty-one. I'm not sure 21. that entirely matters though. Like when you hear, like how old Bowie was when he did. No, I know. Like Life on Mars and stuff. Yeah, but, yeah. No, there's every age. There's like a uh, oh well. Oh, like John Lennon was 24 when they came to America. Holy shit! I'm behind. Like, there's always yeah, an age. It's like, oh, Bill Withers didn't get famous until he's 32. Debbie, Har- oh, okay. Like, there's still time. There's always like a time you can like uh-huh. compare yourself to an age you can compare yourself to. It's always with songs for me. Like our, our guitarist Dan and I, um, we're always talking about. Oh, like Brian Wilson did Pet Sounds at 24. I know have to write a song better than this and it's, it's obviously never gonna happen yeah but, yeah but I, I think the pressure's good yeah i think uh the comparison the comparing is is bad <laughs> but the pressure the self-pressure like the friendly competitiveness if like he brings mm. in a song that's really good you're like shit i need to top that or like yeah. you know i hear i used to do it all the time with oxygen i heard follow the leader and i was like fuck that's a good song and then yeah. I sat down and I wrote "Call Me on the Phone." I was like, I have to, I have to top that song now. Yeah, it's like even though it's not a competition, it's like for me, it's a friendly competition in my own head. Can I do something better? Can yeah, I be? Definitely. Can I be better? Definitely. I think that only really started happening as well when we kind of like got turned on to uh, like the Foxygen stuff and the yeah. Twigs. Twigs. And, oh, and, yeah. I mean, hearing the hearing Do Hollywood just like broke my head. It was just like, how are people doing music like this? Yeah. And when now? we went live for the first time, we mm. all came out like, what have we just witnessed? Mm. <laughs> it was good though. It kind of made you realize, okay, like, there's... I want to try and get to that place, you know? Yeah, there's some work to do. That's yeah, like, that, those are always the best shows. And you're like, okay, mm. there's something to do. It's like the. The first time I guess I saw like Mac DeMarco, I was like, okay, there's a lot of work to do here. Like, yeah, he's doing uh, like a full show, like he's entertaining. Yeah, and that's like another level. Like, of course you want to sound good and the songs have to be good. Then there's that next level of like, oh, I need to like entertain or I need to like make something different, do something different than just standing here with my guitar. And yeah, but, it's but it's good as well because you kind of you see like once you see those people it makes you realize like what a show can be as yes. well do you know what i mean yes i think, I think like, you just get so used to kind of following the the um doesn't follow the leader like following <laughs> kind of what the bands before are doing you know and they just you just end up having five bands do the same show yeah um so yeah i think it like definitely seeing people like mac demarco and the twigs just like makes you realize oh, okay so a show can be like this if you yes want it to be if you can try and uh, it's always some of the advice i would give to people too if you're just starting out it's like you have to see bands from out of your city and maybe in the big city like where there's just more competition because it's like yeah it's a different speed it's a different speed in la like Uh everyone's playing you know whatever like i don't i don't really know what's happening in la anymore but like it's 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 just different and the bands are really good versus your hometown where everyone's kind of the same level and maybe some bands are good. Some bands are not great, but like, you know, everyone's kind of on the same level, just enjoying having a good time. But then you go somewhere else and like, Oh, these bands are good. Especially if you do like a South by Southwest, then you really feel like, Oh, I'm very insignificant. And there's hundreds of bands doing this and fuck. So once it gets that large, you're like, okay, 
I'm back to just doing this for myself. I want to have fun. And that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. I just want to have fun again. Yeah, we keep telling that ourselves as well. Let's just, you know, do our thing and have fun doing it. Like every time yeah. we go on stage, the last thing we just say to just have fun. Mm. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like if we don't play the best show ever, it's not going to matter if we have like a lot of fun on stage. And people, I feel like, you know, they like good performances, obviously, but for them, they just feel the vibe on stage and yeah. they match that. Mm. And I feel like that's much more important in a way. Well, also like we've all been in the, the audience when a band isn't like having fun or yeah. it's like, they're not in the right mindset and it just t- like instantly makes the audience feel on edge as well mm-hmm. um, yeah. I think that became like a big thing in London as well it's just like you'd see a band and, and it didn't really seem like anyone was having like a good time like even if they're like playing kind of with a lot of intention I don't know it sometimes just felt like um, you know, no one was really having fun. No, it's just people in London. <laughs> they can be a bit stuck up. Maybe <laughs> like when you go to gigs, unless it's someone that comes over from America, like the Twigs. Oh, really? Yeah. Everyone's standing. I don't know if it's the same in America, but everyone's just standing and watching and not really moving. Yeah. So we were like, this is a challenge for us to try and make every single person in this room, like, have a good time and move yeah. and don't feel like, you know, they're on the tube. Or I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Just be a London person. Just like let loose and have a yeah. good time. There's there's certain cities in America like that. I think the closest thing would be like San Francisco. They it like went it went from this really great rowdy city with all the sixties dream built around it, yeah. but like it it's turned into this weird, you know, Silicon Valley tech thing where well it was, I don't know what's happening now, everything's changing now, but like uh where they just stared at you and they were just there because their friends at work were going to the show. They heard about the show from this blog and now they're all here. And, uh, it's just, yeah, I don't know. And then they bring that vibe and then you're trying to have a good time. I don't know. It's weird. I still love San Francisco. My last show in San Francisco was not like that. It was all young. Like we opened for someone. So it was their audience and they were all really young. And I was like, Oh good, good. No, you know, yeah. I like that. I like a young, enthusiastic audience. Like, I love it. So, yeah. Because it's so new. I remember being young, going to shows, like buying the merch, trying to meet the band. Like, that was so fun. Yeah. And as you get older, I don't know, maybe because the curtain gets peeled back a little bit, you know how shows work. You know what it's like. Like, I don't know. Uh-huh. That's just where my, and now I'm ranting. I think that's just where my head goes. Why audiences can get like that. But. Uh-huh. I think it's good. I think it's a good mentality for you guys to have to kind of just hop on that stage and, and, and try to turn the tide around, try to turn this vibe, yeah. this energy like back. You guys have control again. We have control. We're on stage. You're yeah. watching us. Let's just have a good time and play shows. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what's the point in kind of doing it any other way, really? Yeah. People want to have a good time. Yeah. So. That's amazing. Like, how do we do that? Was there uh was there a label for this next record or are you going to self-release it? Um, I mean, it's all self-released. Cool. Kind of. um, at the moment anyway, you know, we're just kind of seeing as we go and, and doing what we think is good. Yeah. You know, 
making it up go and, <laughs> and trying to be confident and enjoy the process, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think we're opposed to the label. I think no. it's just, again, like the, the right thing will come along, you know, if it comes along. Yeah, exactly. And we're just like waiting, <laughs> seeing yeah. what's going to happen. I mean, once we can start again, I think we're going to be more on it, obviously, with like gigging and putting more music out and stuff. So then we'll just see what happens. I think it's just a case of like not wait, like not putting yourself in a position where you are waiting for a label to make things happen because it's just not going to happen. Do you know what I mean? So we're just trying to like do what we want. And if people dig it and jump on it, then great. And if not, then it's not meant to be kind of vibe. Yeah. Um, I well, mean, what, what was it like with you? Like when you did the record with Rado, like yeah. were you signed then? Or? No, uh, we recorded it at the end of 2013. We pitched for all of 2014 and uh, got a lot okay. of got a lot of different answers. Like we love the first half, falls off on the second half. It could be five okay. to ten percent more rad. It's just like, what the fuck does any of this shit mean? Yeah. Yeah. Do you like yeah. the record? Like, would they would they be interested in doing an EP? And we're like, sure. We show them what we think an EP would look like. Ghosted. Just never got a response. It's like, okay, what the fuck is wrong with everyone? Like, just say you don't like the record and we'll move on. But then it's just like waiting. Like, we're we're gonna follow up with this label, see what they say, see what they say. I'm like, all right, follow up and then nothing yeah. happens and then you just find um your buddy's label uh they'll do it they'll do records no contract mm-hmm. just kind of you know get on with it, you know? yeah get on with it and then uh second record i pitched it by myself without a manager and got weird responses again now i'm just you know yeah so then with this last record i put a song out myself just self-released it just one mm-hmm. song and then a, a label from philadelphia was like hey we're down to uh, go uh, 50, just do 50-50 and we'll put records and tapes out. And that's what we're doing now. Yeah. yeah sometimes you just got to do it yourself, man. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with just and more and more. Like, you know, did you see that new Spotify thing where you can pay to have what have you? Do you guys have any thoughts on Spotify? What's this? Have you heard the new Spotify thing that they're trying to roll out? I mean, the last I saw was... Um the Mr. Spotify bloke saying that you just need to put out loads of music or something. Okay. So just like after- you put on a day if you want to make money. It's all, yeah, you know, yeah. not actually that. Something oh along God. those lines where it's just like, that's not how it works. Yeah. So you he know? was kind of like, you guys need to put out more music. You need, we need more content. You guys don't do anything. You guys are pieces of shit. Basically that's the vibe I got from it. Right. And then, yeah. so then, yeah, another company started a petition that says you need to pay us a penny per stream. They're like, oh, okay. yeah, no, I do that. So that yeah, was the uh, next move. Yeah. I signed the petition. I was like, hell yeah, penny per stream. And now they're saying, fine, you want a penny per stream, but now we're offering a separate service where late your label can pay for them. It's payola. It's like you give us money and we'll put you on the radio or the suggested section. Oh, that is so shitty. But I mean, Spotify is already like that anyway, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, you know, the whole playlisting thing is so cursed. Yeah. (laughs) Very cursed. Very cursed. Very shady. Very everything. And it's just, yeah. Yeah. They're just like, you want a penny? Okay, sure. Now you have to pay us. If anyone, you know, if you want any exposure at all, you have to pay. 
Mm. It's just it's no, so fun. Uh, like the, the royalties are insane anyway. Like yeah. the point zero zero three eight a penny or something yeah. like that. Yeah. The fuck yeah. is that? Crazy. <laughs> I don't know, man. But but, yeah. it, just, but it just means like artists just won't go down that route like surely they'll just be like that huge backlash people just you know, know. doing their own thing without it it's no i, I don't i don't think that's gonna happen no? i just feel like artists are just gonna you know suck it up suck it up we don't, don't really have a lot of options like no yeah. we need a new option <laughs> mm. yeah. maybe i'll bring out a streaming service <laughs> That's a good thing to be developing right no. now, yeah. I am thinking about that a lot. Like, mm, What's going to happen next? Yeah. What's going to happen next is a bit fairer to artists. But then again, no one really cares about that. Yeah, no one gives a shit. <laughs> yeah, no. It's brutal. Yeah. And so with being able to distribute things yourself spot through Spotify and you doing things on YouTube and even TikTok's a great place for music right now. Surprisingly yeah. a great, a really great place to put your music. And uh, what's the value of a label? You have to think to yourself, what's the point of even having a label? Like what are they doing for you? And, and there's still a lot of value, I think, but I don't mm. know. I don't know. I think it's specific to the people at the label. Like yeah. I feel like, and I think that's obviously been around forever, but it's kind of the, you have to try and find people that are like super into it and, you know, are, are, are like really dying to kind of help, you know, before there's any sense of, oh, they've said it's cool. So we need yeah. to say, it, which like is 99% of the industry that I've experienced so far is like, um, you know, as soon as someone puts out, you know, you know, if ploy like tomorrow became like the biggest thing on earth, which it won't, but if it did, <laughs> if it did, then, <laughs> you know, suddenly, suddenly all the labels are going to be looking for things like that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Whereas yes. not like, there's no risk takers anymore. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think a big part of that. Oh, sorry. I think a big part of that is the Spotify algorithm. Like if your music is pretty bland, not bland, but it sounds like other stuff already mm. that it's like, it's, it's going to get connected to those spider webs and more people will see it that way. Exactly. So when you're doing something like you, that's just so, so out there, it's like not even out there. It's just like really classic yeah. pop music, but it's uh -huh. out there compared to the norm. Then it's going to be, yeah. it's going to be harder to find spider webs to connect you to. Yeah, definitely. And that's why Spotify's fucked. But you'd think, like, the, the industry itself has proven, like, some risks have really worked. True. Like, you know, if you look at, you know, just like Billie Eilish, who seems to be the kind of ruler of the world at the moment, you know, no one could have seen that coming. Yeah. And then it's the biggest thing and everyone's yeah. looking for, you know, their next, their next version of that instead of thinking of, you know, what's going to be our What's thing, next? Yeah. You know, yeah. I, know. I don't know. It's a weird one. <laughs> what do you think's next? Do you guys like making predictions? What do you think next? In terms of what? Like music. Uh, what, yeah, music. I don't know. Music. Um, I feel like. I mean, I hope for our own sake. 
like kind of bands are going to come back soon. Yeah. <laughs> like that they're going to be, because there's a lot of like solo artists out there, which are great as well. Um, I feel like there hasn't been like a band, band that I really got into. Like, you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, I do know what you mean. But I think ba- but bands never went away. They were just like kind of no, put into true. this corner, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but everyone I listen to are all like solo artists mm. with like session musicians. But I think as well, like I'm sure it's the same for you. Like when we were growing up, like bands were still like very kind exactly, of at the forefront. Exactly, I mean. like, like the whole indie the thing. Whole Arctic in the Arctic Monkeys. Yeah, thing. like mm. I don't know. But then you also see ba- like Tame Impala. Like I know Kevin Park is obviously like a kind of solo thing, but that's still like that's guitar, true. bass, drums. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, but they also started like almost ten years ago now. Yeah, true. But he's still headlining like that's true. All yeah. the festivals. Yeah. So I don't think people like kind of shy away from it if they you know if it's good. But yeah, I have no idea what the next thing is. Mm, yeah. I'm like... Why, what do you think? Have you got any predictions? My prediction is that... <clears throat> yeah, I think... I think rock and roll will eventually make its way back. I don't know if I will still be in the game to see it. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know how many years I got left of me. I just turned 30 this year and 30 is that big year of like, okay, what are we doing? What are we doing here? Like, you know, and, and I feel great. I, I talked to this uh, artist named Little Wings. He's 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 from an area pretty close to here, but he's he's pretty he's pretty he's he's great man really great episode i would recommend go listening to it but he's been doing it for a while and it was really nice to hear like him talk about going through the decades like he's in his 40s and he's still releasing records and he's still able to make a living doing music and his merch store and it was really inspiring uh-huh. and I don't know. It's really scary to think about if I will just keep doing this and doing this and doing this and continuing to pump out music and it's super scary right now. But I think rock and roll will come back. I just don't know if I'll be around to see it. <laughs> I'll just I be a will. <laughs> I'll just be that that guy at the show, like, Oh yeah, I was in a band before I used to be in a band. <laughs> you guys rock. Yeah, you guys yeah. love it. <laughs> That used to be the guy who came up to, I was playing in San Francisco once. Some guy came up to me. He's like, oh, he's like, hey, I'm from Glasgow. I'm like, oh, that's cool, man. He's like, I know what you're doing. You're doing orange juice. You're doing the pastels. (laughs) The only problem, no no one knows who the fuck they are. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. You got it. You got it, man. That's because that's what I was trying to do. I was trying to do orange juice, the pastels. Those are my favorite bands. Teenage fan club. Uh But no, you know, a very small group, like I said, small spider webs, like it's a very niche crew and the the people who I, I, you know, yeah, I love it. I personally love that stuff, but Mm. yeah, yeah. Oh, I love Glasgow. I've been wanting to move to Glasgow. I love that place. (laughs) I love the accent. Yeah, no, you nailed it. it. (laughs) 10 out of 10 for effort anyway. (laughs) Camera Obscura. That was one of my favorite bands growing up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who are some of the people you guys listened to growing up? 
you start, you've got a long list going Okay. <laughs> or who I are you listening everyone, to? Now? Everyone we've mentioned, obviously. Yeah. Um, ELO. I kind of grew up listening to all the stuff my dad listened to growing up. So mm. like Elvis Costello, um, Squeeze, The Clash, The Jam, a lot of the like punky groups. A bit of the Cardigans in there. Cardigans. Oh, yeah. And, then, yeah. and then all the like other end of like dad music. So like ABBA. Yes. Uh, um, yeah, just loads of stuff, really. I just love like classic song yeah. writer bands. Um, yeah. For me, it was a bit different. I mean, my, my parents love music, but they are kind of more into what they grew up listening to, but also into kind of classical music. I mean, I'm from Vienna, so that's kind of a given. Mm. And I was really part of that LimeWire generation. So I would yeah. just come home after school, go on the computer oh, yeah. and just Download find... a virus. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> just murder your computer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I've been told off about that quite a few times as a kid. But yeah, I would go through YouTube. That was like my thing. I would go from one song to the next song mm. and just write Got everything. It that i liked got it and that's how i found like my favorite music i remember actually playing like an illegal copy of twist and shout and the recording is already quite sketchy but yeah. the version was so distorted that my mom came in and she was like what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so, like can you turn that shit down so yeah that was kind of my music growing up like finding mm. indie, obviously, like I had yeah. this huge indie phase and, but also really got into the Beatles and yeah. Mm. I think it was yeah. all like just old stuff and then Arctic Monkeys came along, at least, you know, obviously in the UK, like they were yeah. kind of the biggest thing ever oh, and still are. Everywhere. Um, but yeah, I think that was like the first like modern thing that felt like it belonged to us. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, because the ninety the nineties had passed. You know, yeah. Oasis Blur was done. That was like your parents' music, or well, now modern day yeah. parents' music. You know, like, and uh -huh. so yeah, Mar Arctic Monkeys was definitely the same thing here, but it was the Strokes. Like, yeah, exactly. We, we were same. all obsessed with the Strokes. I was having this conversation with Chris Cohen the other day. I was like, the generation before me, it was Nirvana. Mm -hmm. I like. I was born 1990. Kurt died like it. I didn't see. I didn't see yeah. Nirvana, but I uh -huh. did see the Strokes. I, I remember uh -huh. watching them on TV and like hope, praying they'd come back together. You know, yeah. and then they got back together, and I wasn't really for it. But like, <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> so, sometimes I think I'd be better if I just uh, if they just never got back together. But I'm glad they are back together. I'm I'm, uh -huh. I'm stoked. Yeah. Uh, but same thing, kind of as you, LimeWire. I would sit at home on the computer, and because uh, I really wasn't allowed, I had a curfew like at ten, so I'd just stay home every day, every night on the weekend, and I'd watch television. And they have like songs of the '70s, songs of the '60s, Time yeah. Life presents. And if I heard a song, I'd be like, "Who's that?" And then I just like Google it or LimeWire it. And I got into Harry Nielsen that way. Uh, everybody's talking was like, you know, songs of the 60s. And then, yeah, it just started from there. Who is mm. Harry Nielsen? Who, how deep can I go with this? And then, yeah, oh, exactly. he was friends with John Lennon? Like, I'm already a Beatles fan. Like, oh, this is easy. Like, uh -huh. so, so that was huge. And then it, 
rock and roll music. I was really into like in sync, like in the fifth grade. Like that was like a really big group for me. Um, and then uh, I can't think of the first like real indie band. I guess like yeah, the Strokes, Modest Mouse, like around like MTV Two yeah. was playing all of those videos, and I was like, oh yeah. This is okay. Franz Ferdinand. Like that was like yeah. junior high. I was like May seventh or eighth grade. I was already like, okay, I'm done with that. And <laughs> yeah. Done with NSYNC and I'm moving on to this. Like, uh-huh. yeah. Aside it's- from just like constantly digging through like classic rock albums and trying to find out more and more and more like big star mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff Buckley was huge for me. Yeah. It was yeah. same here. Yeah. I mean, Dan Dan loves Jeff Buckley. Yeah, he? he's a yeah. huge Jeff Buckley. We studied some of it at school, I think. That the, is it Grace? Mm. Yeah, yeah, Grace. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, we in studied, high school. Yeah, we did like look at one of the songs. It's all I'm like pretty, uh, I'm pretty sure. No, yeah, no, we did do we did do. A song by Jeff Buckley, yeah. It's all like drop T, it's all like drop D tuning. It's fucking yeah, crazy. It's like all the kind of weird, kind of skanky stuff. Because he was like a metal, he, I don't know, I've read, I learned a lot about him. He's like, a, he was like a metal guy and like growing up in the late 80s, like super in the metal. And I may, I might have one of his ex band members on the podcast. I am crossing my fingers. Oh. I am following up with that, I think. Uh, cool. Oh, I should, I should have followed up with that last week. So uh, I okay. fucked up. So. <laughs> I'm working. I'm gonna email them today. Now I've decided I gotta do that. But um, yeah. Other than that, yeah, it'd be good. Like I don't know how I don't know how much his bandmates like to talk about him, but I he's just such a, he's so important to me, and I got I gotta I gotta ask something. I gotta find mm-hmm. out. I gotta get closer closer to the source, you know. But yeah, time life songs of the '60s, '70s, and yeah, I didn't. When when did you all start playing music? you stop <laughs> <laughs> um i mean my i i have an older brother who kind of got given a guitar when he was probably 10 maybe and i think like i was handed a bass when i was like seven mm. seven maybe a little later i don't think i i don't think it was one of those things where it's like you get the instrument but then you kind of just look at it for a year or two and then you realize kind of what like what you can do you know so yeah. i think technically was like introduced to playing music early but didn't really start taking it like super seriously until like 14 13 14 was when i was like oh cool i'm gonna just try and learn like everything i can um yeah yeah for me i i was um forced to learn the piano <laughs> no I wasn't forced but yeah I started learning the piano when I was five and then quit when I was ten yeah um, started, yeah that's too young isn't it man to start learning yeah I mean five, the thing is like... if I would have done something other than classical I probably would have enjoyed it more even though I'm kicking myself now that I didn't carry on at that mm. age because it's just that age when you start to get somewhere but yeah I, I quit and then um I was really into singing, so I took singing lessons and cool. stuff growing up. And uh, I only really picked up the guitar a few years ago. Yeah, that's awesome. You're the kind of yeah, and the, the rest the, of the band kind of taught me. You're the new, new kid on the block. I am. Yeah, the new kid yeah. On the block. 
That's amazing. What? How's it but, been? Yeah, it's quite yeah, how's it been learning in the um, last few years? I mean, it's been a great experience. I think that there was one specific year where I just sat down and played for hours every yeah. day. Mm. And I couldn't believe how quickly I picked it up at that point. Like, because I always felt like it's such a struggle to learn an instrument and it's going to take years until I feel comfortable on it. But in, in that one year, I just went from nothing to kind of, you know, knowing how to play, which was mm. crazy to me. But yeah, it was quite intimidating at the start because obviously I was just around musicians and all of my mates are musicians and they're great players. So yeah. I was kind of, yeah, the new kid on the block. But <laughs> I guess it's like no, the most you, natural you still, way. But you still them. like scare the shit out of me and Dan because it's like two years of me like playing guitar. Like I just couldn't do anything. Yeah. You know, I, I was playing the same like three songs, you know, I yeah, knew I've- like, I, I just fu- knew four chords and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, like, I fucking yeah. sucked. I could not be in a band two years. I really, I was real bad. Like, yeah. <laughs> I kind of joined the band a year in, like playing the guitar for a year. Yeah. Um, which was really exciting, but really terrifying. Like our first gig that we played together was like the first show I played on guitar in my life. So... Mm. <laughs> Yeah, it was kind of scary. It was good though. I just, You're natural. So it, where was, like, feels yeah, right. Where was the show? Take us there. Where was the show? How many people were there? What happened? Our first show was in King's Cross. It was in a place called the Water Rats. In and this little dark, dingy pub. Yeah. In nice. North North London. And they were it was Quite really good fun. There, I remember it being like the first gig where I genuinely like wasn't thinking about a million things. Um, and was just like really enjoying it. Cause I, I think I, I mean, I hadn't done a gig as like, as part of like my own project for ages. So it was nice to kind of go out and be like, this is what I and we have been working on for ages. And play these new songs that I'd never shown anyone and and sing in front of people like sing in front really of, sing or sing in front of a lot of people that didn't know that that's what I was doing yeah. <laughs> like with all of my free time um but yeah I thought like I mean as far as first gigs go like I had a great time there wasn't any real um I don't know like nightmare no. <laughs> panic situations you know yeah which I've also had before. Um, but yeah, it was good. It was really good. It was good fun. Anyway, I don't know if we played a good show, but I had a good time. So <laughs> I just remember uh, I had to move. I, I physically just had to move my leg because they were shaking so mm. much that people would have noticed like a hundred percent. Never. So yeah, it was so exciting. Yeah. I just, yeah, I think we all crave that feeling again mm. of yeah. just like, being super vulnerable on stage <laughs> and like giving it your best and nobody yeah. ever remembers anything. So what are you notices what are anything. Hmm? Huh? Well I was, I was saying nobody <laughs> ever nobody ever notices anything. Like anytime you're like, oh I fucked up that part and then you talk to a friend, they're like, I didn't even hear that. It's like 
No one knows shit. Yeah, yeah no one. Exactly. No one has notices. Same thing with they the live performance. Yeah, same thing with like the live performance stuff. I was like going back and like listening back to the mixes. I was like, ah, that part. And then I showed it to somebody else, and just like, I don't, I don't. It sounds the same to me. It's so like you know it because you know it so yeah. well, and you know like, oh, I could have done this. Oh, I could have done that. But yeah, it's, I don't know. I don't know. Well, because it matters more to you that you're doing it right. Yeah, I think. Yeah. No. What What was your question? What were you gonna I mean, ask? When- I was just going to say, yeah, what, what's your kind of setup like when you're gigging? Do you have like a, a big band or? So I had, uh, I had like, it was just me and like three other guys for like the majority of this band. And then, you know, as we all got older, okay. uh, they're just doing different things now. So it, and it turned into just like me, um, which is fine. Okay. I kind of, I kind of like it this way. I kind of get to make all the decisions. Like, you know, yeah. I always wrote all the songs. Well, uh-huh. This is a this is a weird tangent. I'll go on, but like while I was writing my new record, I was like, "Damn, I only have like mm. eight songs. How do I only have eight songs? I usually write like more than that." And then I realized, "Oh wait, Kevin usually wrote like one or two, and that would get us to ten. But now I don't have that other yeah. person like writing like two songs, and I was like, "Oh, okay. I'm nor I'm normal. I just okay. I'm just missing somebody else and like contributing, uh, uh, and." Mm-hmm. So now I ha- I just kind of cherry picked my favorite musicians like that I know and they're all like in different bands but it's like mm. a super it's like a super group and we'll go on okay. tour we'll go on tour and it's like uh two guitars, keys, bass and drums and then if we play locally we'll bring uh horns. Amazing. Yeah. That's that's the dream. That's the dream. I I, I want to do that everywhere but right now it's just Santa Barbara and maybe LA. Yeah. I can do that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So when's your, when's your record out? Uh, like, for the record, January eighth, twenty twenty one. Amazing. Yeah, cool. we're being very optimistic, thinking we'll put a record out and then we'll go hit the road. But yeah, who it. knows? Who knows? <laughs> Lead the way, man. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll 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 see. I don't know if that's gonna be the case. Uh, but uh. Yeah, I wanted to talk about a few other things. I don't know how much time you guys have. I don't have too much time. I have to I have a meeting pretty soon. But I want to talk about producing with Rado. What are some of the things you guys liked? I I love working with him. I feel like he doesn't yeah. put. I feel like he doesn't like put his hands too much on things. It's just these little nudges. Yeah, that make the song so much better. Like, what's your uh-huh. what was your experience working with him? Yeah, that 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 sounds pretty much like nail on the head. Yeah, it was kind of like. Um, I think because I had like I had so much of the songs arranged already, it was really a case of like sonically, how do we play with this? Okay. Um, and I mean, I mean, Rado and I didn't really talk much at all before starting, so there was a lot of like doing lots on the fly, like um, just certain effects and techniques and playing with things like in the moment because I knew exactly in my head the version that I'd make without anyone else involved. So I'm able to at least like pick out where like Rado is kind of sprinkled his, mm-hmm. his Rado magic on things. Totally. Um, but yeah, it was good. It was good fun. It was kind of scary and intense and all very like fast, you know? Yeah. How many, um, how many days uh, did you track for? I mean, w- w- I was there for like three and a half weeks. Yeah. I think. So we had quite a bit of time. 
Uh, I, th- I think Raylo said it was like the longest he's ever, like, ever spent. Yeah. Uh, tracking. We did um, our record in 10 days. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, think, I think most people do. Um, but yeah, it was great. It was really cool to work with someone, you know, that made loads of music and still makes loads of music. But, you know, was we it all to, loved it, so. Was it to tape? Did you guys do tape? Yeah, we did it to tape and then into Pro Tools yeah, for when we run sense. out tracks. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's very awesome. Cause yeah. It was like the first time any of us had like worked with tape as well. So it's like a like a real bunch of kind of new new things all in one, which was really fun. But yeah. My whole idea of like using tape, using tape made computers make more sense to me because it's just emulating yeah. that experience, but on a digital s- setting. I was like, oh, that's yeah, what exactly. all this is. Oh, it's like it just made yeah. more sense. Uh, uh, no, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And, and you realize the conveniences of digital are like really uh, oh that is a com- oh you can do that way quicker now versus the tape which takes like a fucking 10 minutes to reload like uh yeah that's the kind of stuff that I re- that yeah because before that pro tools made no sense to me it still doesn't make a lot of sense to me but like i'm starting oh, yeah, to get avoid, avoid pro tools like the play <laughs> yeah <laughs> logic if i'm demoing i'll just use logic yeah everything so clear it's and- very user-friendly and it just is less painful to look at. Yeah. You're Seriously. For long periods of time, I just feel like it's It's just because it's easier on my head. <laughs> yeah, but Pro Tools is just like so ugly. <laughs> yeah. Like, in good, like maybe that's a good thing as well. I mean, when we were recording the record as well, we like made a point of turning off all the monitors and everything. So it was just like, no, tape, speakers, and that's it. Like, yeah. And the telly. Bob Ross. Oh yeah, except for when Rado insisted on Bob Ross and uh, <laughs> what else did we have on? We had um, X Files that was on quite a lot. I'm pretty sure we watched Space Jam as well. <laughs> I love it. Just a bunch of stuff. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, no, uh, same thing. Like we kind of ate at the same three restaurants every night. This yeah. deli, maybe we got a sub from this place or got breakfast at this place, and yeah, uh-huh. watched Seinfeld one night. It was just, it was, it's really fun, man. It's making, yeah. it, it was the first time realizing that oh, making records can be fun because recording for me was always so stressful because they never came out the way I wanted them to, mm. and it was realizing the reason they weren't coming out the way I wanted them to was because I was paying hourly. Because I was like mm. on a time crunch, like we, you know, we, you can't work like that. You need your time to like do play a mm. part over if you fucked it up or it's not sounding right to get a new different yeah. tone, to yeah. try a new tone. Like, and yeah, I don't know. Mm. Okay. One it's more a really hard. Back. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. Sorry. I cut you off. That's why the zoom shit is driving me crazy. No, sometimes. Sorry, you got me in. <laughs> yeah, I got me. So I got one more question. Uh, so you guys have the same measure as the lemon twigs. Uh, I know a lot of people who listen to this podcast are bands. How does that happen? How do you get a manager? How like explain to the people listening? How does that work? Um, I mean, it's only going to disappoint you. I mean, we <laughs> I sent an email 
I sent one email there you go. to them um, out of the blue. And it was funny because, you know, you, you email a bunch of people and um, they were really the only ones that I like really was like hoping for, you know, because yeah. um, I thought they would be the ones most interested in what I was trying to do and what we were trying to do. Um, yeah. And I, I, I mean, I got, I got, yeah, I just got a reply to an email saying, like, oh, here's some demos I'd made. And I think I'd sent like Ploy and uh, one of um, the other tunes that's coming out. Cool. Um, yeah, anyway, I, yeah, I just sent them some demos and they replied and were like, yeah, let's have a cup of tea. And uh, You sent and, it to the Lemon Twigs or their management? To their management. Mm. And they got back just saying, let's, let's hang. Because uh, we were just really, in, like, really into them at that point. Yeah. I think we just properly discovered them got into them for but also it's just so. funny because it was like oh wait their manager's emails like right there well then <laughs> i might as well <laughs> i've got nothing you know i've got nothing yeah. to lose yeah um yeah i think you just gotta try try everything and anyone you know you can yeah i i 100 agree with that man like i think if you really are, are, are want something to get done like sometimes you gotta email 100 people and you only need well, one yeah. to respond you know, you yeah. don't need all. Them. You just need one. So uh-huh. that's amazing, man. I'm glad. That, I'm glad it's happening for you guys. And hopefully, when uh, this all opens up again, I can see you live. I really want to see you guys live. Now. Likewise. Oh, yes. Yeah. Likewise. Yes. We'll make it happen. Podcast yeah, as well. So oh much. yeah. Yeah. This has been so fun. Uh, what's the best way for people to support your band? Um. Just keep up with us on Instagram for now. Yeah. I think Instagram and check out, yeah, <laughs> check out the singles, and we'll try to get some more music out as soon as cool. we can. Hell yeah! Well, yeah, awesome. Well, thank you, thank you so much. Amazing. Talk to thank you. Thank you so much, dude. Nice to see you. Nice to meet you. Thank 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 you.